What if the way you've been telling your life story reveals the secret to what is holding you back? Stories play an integral part in how we see not only ourselves, but the whole world. Stories are more than just an important part of communication. They also reveal hidden aspects of our inner talk, which can either support us or end up holding us back from the very things we want most in life without us even realizing it. Join author, mindset coach, and award-winning singer-songwriter Carrie Rowan on her show, Look for the Good, every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. when she shares nuggets of wisdom from her internationally best-selling book, Tell a New Story, Five Simple Steps to Release Your Negative Stories and Bring Joy to Your Life. Carrie's powerful stories and compelling guests will empower you to change how you look at your own life while giving you some powerful tools and tips you can use every day to help you feel better and move yourself closer to the life you've been longing to live. Welcome. I'm Carrie Rowan, host of Look for the Good on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern. Listen online on your mobile device or in your car. Or ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. To learn more and for a full schedule, go to dreamvision7radio.com and evolve with us as we unite humankind with universal love. A quick message from today's sponsor, Lisa Campion. Have you ever wondered if you're psychic? Have you told people, have people told you that you're intuitive? If so, you may be psychically gifted. And Lisa Campion's new book, Awakening Your Psychic Ability, a practical guide to develop your intuition, demystify the spiritual world, and open your psychic senses will guide you to develop your special gifts. Lisa is a true expert with over 25 years of experience as a psychic counselor, and her transformative guide will help you understand, develop, and strengthen your psychic ability so you can harness your power to enhance your life and the life of others. Order your copy today at lisacampion.com. That's Lisa Campion, C-A-M-P-I-O-N.com. And welcome, Lisa. I'm so excited to have you here on the show with us today. Thank you, Carrie. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and Lisa and I go way back. We've known each other for years, and I'm just excited to have her on here. She is just a, a true, true um, supporter of what it means to be true to yourself and to believe in yourself. And not only is she incredibly talented at what she does, I'm going to read her bio to you real quick, um, but she's a real gem of a person. So Lisa is a psychic counselor, as I mentioned, and Reiki master. She's a teacher with more than 25 years of experience. She's trained more than 1,000 practitioners in the hands-on energy healing practice of Reiki, including myself. And she also has taught medical professionals and has conducted more than 15,000. Wow individual sessions in her career. Lisa is the author of several books, including The Art of Psychic Reiki. Based on, she's based near Providence, Rhode Island. She specializes in training emerging psychics, empaths, and healers so they can fully step into their gifts. The world needs all the healers it can get. Amen, Lisa, and welcome. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks so much um, for being here. Yeah, it really is um, quite a thing to, um, it's sort of my mission in life to train healers because so many people are waking up to their gifts and need a little bit of help in learning how to understand their sensitivity, their intuition. And, you know, yeah, the time is now for all of us to activate those gifts and really live from that place. I love that. The time is now. Um, because 
sometimes we just intuitively know that we have something, but we're just really not sure how to harness it, right? We're not sure what to do with all those feelings and these insights that we're getting. And and a lot of times I think it can be kind of lonely to have those feelings and not know what to do with them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people are understanding that they're sensitive, they're intuitive, they're an empath. Um, And when we first realize that we have you know, makes sense. It helps us understand why maybe we didn't feel like we fit in, why the world can seem so difficult for us if we're really sensitive. And I think that realization is such so freeing and so liberating for people. It's like, oh my God, I'm 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 a thing. Like it's a thing that I can be and it's okay. And there are other people who are like this way too, because I think as sensitives, creative and sensitives, and you know, you know a lot about that, Carrie, because you are both a creative and sensitive person. Um, can really feel like we just don't fit into the world, but I feel like we're super important to the world, actually. Absolutely, because the world needs more people to embrace their sensitivity because that's where the truth lies, right? That's where the truth lies, not only for us, but the truth that we're meant to share with other people. Our mission in the world is usually tied somehow to that sensitivity. Um, And one of the things we wanted to talk a little bit about today is kind of how um, our woundings actually end up being our superpowers, right? How to transform, you said this when we talked earlier, how to transform kryptonite into our superpower. And I just love that concept. And I think people will really resonate with that. Yeah, and especially true for us sensitives, you know, because our superpower is our sensitivity, our emotionality, our ability to connect with every, you know, all living things, our ability to live open-hearted in the world, which is no easy feat. And, and until we learn that that's really a gift, it feels like a heavy, heavy burden. It can feel like a curse. And I've worked with a lot of people who said, oh my God, Lisa, like if this is a gift, throw it back. I don't want it. I don't (laughs) want to be that sensitive, you know? So we need a little help understanding. We need some training. Um, We need help with learning our like better boundaries and some energy, you know, hygiene techniques that can help us you know, go from that place where we feel like it's a curse, where we feel like it's kryptonite, into really understanding that our deep feeling sense, our deep feeling states and our intuitive connected self is actually a huge part of our life purpose and why we're here. I love that. Um, And I love what you said about energy hygiene. I mean, describe a little bit more because I know people are probably curious about exactly what you mean by that. Yeah, I think if, especially for if sensitives, we really need, and probably everyone can benefit, but for if you're an empath or a sensitive, it's particularly important that we go out, we're like a big psychic sponge. So they call empath psychic sponges, you know, and we go out into the world and we absorb all the pain and, and feelings and, and sensations and experiences of other people. We absorb their energy, their emotions, their thoughts, even their physical pain. And so if you think about being a sponge, what do we do when we go into one of those big box stores? We go into Home Depot, we go into Walmart, we go food shopping, we go to work, we live, you know, we commute on a subway into the city, all the things that we do as humans. And by the, you know, 20 minutes into that, 20 minutes into that big box store, my sponge is full. So what energy high, and then I'm tired, I'm cranky, I'm exhausted. I get into the back of Costco and I just feel like lying down and taking a nap. (laughs) <laughs> when I when I come out, I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember who I am or where I parked my car, you know? Um, and I think that energy hygiene is like how, if we're a sponge, it's like how do, how we squeeze the sponge, how we clear the energy we picked up from other people, how we let go of all that energetic goo, um, an emotional goo that we just get from being out in the world. So we need to ground, we need to clear 
ourselves from the energy we picked up. We need to replace our lost energy. We need to fill back up again and we need to protect ourselves. So the next time we go out, we're okay. I love that. And you teach a lot of that. I know you've got courses on yeah. that and you teach people yeah. just how to manage that because it's yeah. tricky if you, if you're the only one that you know, like that, you know? Yeah. Um, it can really make you feel like you're crazy. Like, you know, like, why am I so sensitive? Why do other people have fun at the amusement park? They go to Disney World and it's the best thing. I go to Disney World and I, unless I practice these um, ma- management techniques, I'm like, you know, wanting to be in the fetal position in the corner somewhere, like, you know, sucking my thumb and wishing I could go home. But <laughs> I don't I don't actually do that, but I want to, you know. And, um, but if I do those things and I, I'm all inside my bubble and I'm protected, it's night and day. Then it's suddenly it's fun to do that. Exactly. And we can feel like we're not so. We can be be like, why am I the only one that doesn't think this is fun? It's so true. I can't stand those places. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, I know they have their place when my kids were smaller, but you know, we just went to Florida to visit my mom, and my kids are like, "Can we go to Bush Gardens?" And I'm like, "No, I've already endured that enough in one lifetime. I, I just don't want to handle that right now." You know, because yeah. I, I feel like that same exact way. I totally get it. You know, one of the things that I think would be really helpful, especially if people are thinking, wow, that's me. And I didn't know other people felt like that, too. Um, how do they tell what's theirs and what's not theirs? I feel like that's a big thing for empaths. It's such a huge thing for empaths. And it, and I think it's not an, always an easy. Well, there's two there's two answers. The easy one is you ask, is this mine? And as soon as I feel flooded or overwhelmed or cranky or whatever pain, all of a sudden I've got a pain in my back that I didn't have. I, the first thing I ask myself is, is, is this mine? And usually I get an answer. And if it's not mine, what I do is take a deep breath and I imagine releasing it with my exhale breath, giving it back to the earth, letting it just run out of my body, run out of the soles of my feet into the earth. And I ask the earth with a lot of gratitude to throw it on the compost bin <laughs> to just transmute that energy, we'll going to compost it. Um, and then I will kind of reset my 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 bubble. And then I think the lot the longer answer, which requires more work, is that we have to really know who we are, Carrie. Like we have to really know when you know who you are at a very deep level, it becomes way easier to tell what's yours and what's not yours. And that's like meditation, therapy, counseling, healing, journaling, all the things that we do as part of our self-discovery. We have to know ourselves before we know what's not us. That is a beautiful answer. And so that just really resonates with me on so many levels. Um, because a lot of times we do take on stuff, especially with people we're super close with, our children, you know. Um, and now that I've learned personally to recognize, hey, wait a second, I'm taking on all her feelings. She needs to learn to feel those feelings herself, yeah, you know, and not have me join her. So that was a huge lesson for me in parenting kids who are also empaths as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's really empaths are incredibly prone to codependency. And there's a particular kind of codependency. I call it the empath trap. And that is where we need our people to be okay because we're not okay if they're not okay. So let's say you, if you have a, a child who's also an empath, they are super emotional. Now you're feeling your emotions about their emotions. You're feeling all their emotions. You're feeling all your emotions about their emotions. And then, and sometimes we just are like, oh my God, we just have to like, let's say you want to say no to that child. And you know, if you say no, that, that maybe they're going to throw a fit. They're going to have some feelings about it. And what happens is we are, we just say yes, because it's easier to say yes. If we say no, then we've got to deal with their reaction and our reaction to their reaction. So we can just avoid all of that by saying, by not saying no. And that's a really 
powerful trap we fall into. We need to learn to let people have their reaction, to let people have their emotions. It's okay for people to be emotional, to be angry, to be upset. You know, we're so conflict avoidant and so codependent. And once we start, you know, not being all up in somebody's business energetically and disconnecting those energy cords, disconnecting those connections that we have, you can start allowing people to have their own emotional experience and be and still be okay on the inside of you. It's taking it took me a long time to learn that with my kids or kids seem to be the heart. If you can figure it out with your kids, you can do it with anybody. That's what I totally, think. Totally. Totally. Because you are so connected to them just because you're the, just by the sheer fact that you're the parent already. Okay. So right. now you're already connected. Then you're an empath. Then they're an empath. You got a whole big messy thing going on. Yeah. You got a big empath feedback loop there. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. And that has been, for me, that was really the hardest part about parenting. And I still, I'm better at it now because I'm aware, self-awareness, right? Like you said, knowing yourself is the key to everything, right? Just becoming more aware of what my tendency is, what their tendency is, and what I'm not going to do anymore. Right. Like you said, said we have to learn how to tolerate other people's feelings and having a good, strong, for me, the boundary setting Boundary setting is so difficult. I mean, I think it's difficult for everybody, but it's super difficult for empaths. And there's two ways that I do it. One of them is the energetic boundary. So starting with our bubble, starting with our own, even our energetic space. When we practice that, it can kind of give us a leg to stand on, like make us strong enough that we then can start setting the more difficult boundaries, which is like actually saying no. So boundary is knowing where our boundaries is, is just simply knowing what we're a yes and a no to. And learning some, if you're an empath, you have to learn really nice ways to say no to people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that is totally, it's just resonates so much with me. It's so true because you do, it's a feedback loop, like you said. And I love the idea of energetically because for empaths, it's so much easier for us to just do it energetically and feel that without having to step up and say, hey, this is my line in the sand, you know? Right. Which does And if you do the energy boundary thing first, then it's easier to put your line in the sand. Um, Because we we really often need both. Um, You know, and once you have like, I noticed once my energy field was stronger, I had, I had less opportunity or need to do the actual line in the sand, verbal line in the sand, because people feel your boundary. And the Mm -hmm. interesting thing is like, when you have a boundary, and people feel it, they respect you. I, I used to think, oh my God, it's so mean to say no. But the truth is when people feel your boundary and they know, and especially if you're kind about it, it just creates respect between people. It, not, instead of conflict, it creates respect. And that that's a really interesting um, thing that I think we don't know until we've experienced it. I agree because I think we're, we're anticipating that, you know, it's the, you know, shutting off of love is what we taught we're taught as a kid you know the unconditional right. love thing well if i say that then ooh, maybe they're not going to like me it's all those little stories stuck up in our head that we've had yep. since we were really little um yeah. and our fight to get love all the time and so we're afraid that if we stand up and say i'm not okay with this that we're that's going to somehow be taken away from us yeah but really it's usually respect and actually especially children small children they don't feel safe unless they can feel our boundary really that's true for everybody people feel safe with you when they can feel your boundary and they don't feel safe when they don't know where your boundary is. That's a weird feeling. It it feels sort of out of control and uncomfortable. And children will pick up on that and they'll push you and push you and push you until they find your boundary because then they feel safe. And yeah. we can just kind of nip that all that shenanigans in the bud just by holding a calm, serene 
safe boundary. You know, what's so funny, Carrie, I learned a lot about how to set boundaries that way. First of all, by being a martial artist, but also by watching a lot of the um, the dog whisperer. Remember that old show with totally, Caesar? Yeah. Remember? yeah, and he he did it with his dogs. Like you could feel he was the sweetest guy, kindest person. Mm-hmm. And he, but he would just shift his energy into this boundary thing, and then all of a sudden he was the pack leader. And I was like, I watched that show when my kids were little, <laughs> and I was like, I want my kids are adults now, but I was like, I wonder if I could do that with my kids. <laughs> I love that. Right. And so, you know, that's funny because there was this gal that we used to do some, we did some neurofeedback with, and she had that book on her counter in her office. And she was a therapist by trade. And she said, that's a book to live by right there. Yes. So it is. It's so too. People Uh can sense that before you say a word. That's so true. And if you have that sort of calm, you know, calm, assertive, calm leadership, calm boundary, calm, solid you know, compassionate boundary, people just calm down and everything goes better. People don't mess with you. Like I learned that as a martial artist when I was younger too. Like once I got my black belt, (laughs) I'm like, nobody mess with me. Why? Because it's inside me. It's that boundary, that confidence, that like inner, like, no, like that's not going to happen. You know, Mm -hmm. then I, then you don't, there's, there's no problems on the outside when you hold that on the inside. That is so powerful. I didn't realize all this time I've known you, I didn't know you were a black belt. (laughs) That is so cool. Like, when did you do that? What made you, what inspired you to do that? You know, I started when I I started when I was a young teenager. And when I was a kid, you're going to laugh, Carrie, but I really just wanted to be a Jedi Knight. I was like a Star (laughs) Wars person and I wanted to be a Jedi Knight more than anything. And the only way I could figure out how to be a Jedi Knight was to study martial arts. But I also didn't want to be afraid. I didn't want to live in the world and be afraid. And as a as a woman, you know, uh, you know, I I just wanted to feel competent and safe and be. I love to travel. I wanted to be able to go where I wanted to go and not be afraid. Mm -hmm. So I became a badass, and then I did. Then I didn't have to be afraid. (laughs) And I I became a Jedi Knight at least in my own mind. That's all that matters. Your dream came true. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody has to know that because they feel that, that inner strength. You do have such right. a grounded feeling about you. Um, and I think so many people would love to understand how to carry that calm, right? Like our society is not a calm society. We are not brought up to be feeling calm. And that's something that I, you know, I work with people to try to teach them ways to get themselves to act in a calm and come from that space of calm. How do you... How do you balance that so so well? I just think it's an inside job, you know, so that the outer world is a reflection of your inner state of consciousness. And so when you're calm on the inside, then, you know, you're, then the world settles down around that. And the world, that world is a mirror, the outside world, the mirror of what's happening in our inner state. So I spend a lot of time every day journaling, meditating. I When I, when I wake up in the morning, I have this process that I go through that just kind of work through all my inner neurosis and, you know, anxiety and all the crazy stuff. I just deal with it first thing in the morning. I journal it. I pray about it. I, I do healings of myself. I do spiritual practice until I feel calm. I, I, and I can spend up to an hour. I just take it. I, it takes as long as it takes. Some days right away. Some days it's 15 minutes. Some days it's an hour. And and I and I that's my biggest priority. My inner state of consciousness is my single biggest priority. And if I get into a high state of consciousness early in the day, I can keep it throughout the day. Amen. I love that. I teach that. I call it a non-negotiable morning routine. Yeah. 
And it's different for everybody. Like you just mentioned a couple of different things, meditation, journaling. It's what you're feeling, you know, in the moment. I, I like to always go to meditation, but it might not be the same meditation. I'm in the mood for this or I'm in the mood for that. I think yeah. people get hung up and having to have this rigid, uh, which meditation should I do? Just do whatever works for you, you know? Right. And even on that day, sometimes you need different things, different days. Yeah, absolutely. Depending on what we're going through, what's going through our mind. So I love that. Really just setting... And you're setting a beautiful boundary for yourself right there. Yeah. It's non-negotiable. This is what I do every morning. And, you know, pretty soon people catch on. It's just something that you're not going to You're not going to negotiate with anybody, even yourself, right. if you want to get That's out right. of it. <laughs> yeah, I can't. It's no, it's, there's no point because if I don't, I just feel terrible. Like I feel bad. And I, you know, it's worth all the time it takes to work all the kinks out of myself, my mental self, my physical. Sometimes I stretch. Sometimes it's in my body. Um, I, I have to bring myself into that, to that point where I feel good, basically, you know, and then I, I know do. I'm done and I can get a, I can go about my day. I love it. I love it. And it, and it creates this space when you meditate, it, it, it's like the whole idea of taking, you know, yoga off the mat you take it out of the room with you, you take it off the cushion. So when you create that space and you give that yourself that area to hesitate for a moment, instead of responding or a knee jerk reaction, that's the beauty of it. And it's cumulative, right? So the yeah. more you do it, the better you feel. And and that's the yes. thing that I love. So listen, stay tuned, everybody. We're going to break real quick. And we'll be right back with Lisa Campion. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to DreamVision7Radio.com. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. Ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high-energy show with author and mindset coach Carrie Rowan to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy-to-use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. 
It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Look for the Good. I'm here with Lisa Campion. We're having this incredible high vibe conversation. We're talking about a lot of really cool stuff and how to manage your energy and what you should do if you're an empath. And so, Lisa, I would love for you to share the story of how you discovered that you were sensitive and that you had these incredible superpowers. When did that happen for you? You know, Carrie, I was definitely one of those I see dead people kids. You know, <laughs> I grew up in, I was born in the 60s and I, I grew up in the 60s, 70s and 80s, just outside Boston, Massachusetts. And, you know, when I, when I was a kid, there were no psychics on TV, no new age bookstores, no beautiful radio shows like this. There was just me trying to pretend to be normal in public and, and really um, not being able to figure out why I was having such a different experience than everybody else. And I was very psychic. So I was seeing, you know, I, I called them the gray people, but they were ghosts that would come into my room in the middle of the night. And like, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and all these people would be standing over my bed. And I grew up in one of those like super haunted Victorian houses, wow. you know, here in New England that um, that we have everywhere. And and I think my house was haunted because I lived in it. And as a little psychic child, I was like a bit like a ghost magnet that would just attract all these. And they wanted to sit on my bed and cry and tell me their story. And and I would be like, I you know, I'd tell my mom and she'd be like, oh, you have such an imagination, you know, like. <laughs> What, why are you making stuff up? Like she, my mom, my parents were hippies. So they, so they were pretty cool. Um, but they didn't know what to do. They, you know, there was nothing, no information on this. And I remember my mom telling me like, you probably shouldn't talk about that stuff in public, you know, like <laughs> don't tell people. Right. And I was seeing colors around people. I was seeing angels and shadow spirits. I mean, the whole thing, I'm, because I'm a visual psychic, I was getting the whole visual on it. And, you know, it was really, really, challenging, um, very difficult. But I I feel like that difficulty created a desire in me to help other people, you know, like that wound of feeling crazy, wondering if I was going crazy, wondering what it was all about, created in me a really strong drive to help other people not have to suffer like I did, you know, and be scared a lot. And um, I used to not sleep very well. I used to hate going to bed because I didn't sleep. Um, and I would see all these scary things. 
And then when I, when I was 10, my parents were hippies, took me to transcendental meditation because that's what you did in 1974 when you were a hippie. <laughs> and I, I met Maharishi Yoga. I met, I met him. Um, really? I, I had no idea who he was because he was, just, we just went to this ashram and with all the other hippies and learned, we were learning TM and he brought me back into this room. Like in, he was doing individual like initiations for people. And he was speaking through a translator. And he, he was kind of like, blah, 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 blah. And then he really looked at me and he was like, oh, oh, he says, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Like you, you have such a gift. And if you had been, if you'd grown up in my country in India, we would know what to do with you. But because you're here in the United States, they're not going to have any idea. And your childhood's going to pretty much suck, but you have to hang in there because you're going to help a lot of people when you get older. Wow. And I, he was like the first adult that said something to me about, about this. And then I grew up and I went to college and I was studying comparative religion. And I was like, oh my God, that was Maharishi Yogi. Like that was <laughs> the super famous guru who said that to me. <laughs> um, I, of course, I didn't know who he was back then, but um, that was one of the first sort of, that was a real pivotal moment in my, in my childhood and kind of gave me some hope that it was going to be okay. Yeah. I love that. And you were recognized, you were seen, right? Yeah. You were validated. Right. Yes. Hey, you're not crazy. I believe you. I know what you're going through. This is a mm. thing, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. But it was also probably your wounding, right? It's because it was hard to go through life and pretend that you were, as you say, normal in public. <laughs> Yeah, it was very difficult. And I was definitely bullied in school. I was one of those like oddball children who like, I don't think the other kids knew what to do with me. And, um, you know, really wasn't until I went to college that, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to be, study martial arts. because I didn't want to get bullied anymore. Right. Love so, it. yeah. So all of those things, I mean, I think like our, the pain and the suffering that we go for me anyway, drove me to accomplish you know, drove me to become a martial arts, to write the books that I couldn't find in the library when I was searching in the library, to become the teacher that I wish I had and the mentor that I wish I had, um, you know, so that even now, all these years later, that's still the fuel that drives me. So our our wounding is sort of like, um, you know, it's that pain to purpose or that, you know, mi mi mission um, that mess to mission kind of um, thing that we go through that. And I'm sure that's true for you too, Carrie, that something, you know, that you're in your past has led you to become the, a voice, you know, a singer and a, and a, vo a voice on the radio. Um, I think that's all of us can find our thing that was so hard for us. Um, so hurtful for us when we were growing up that now drives us in some powerful way. I love that. And it's all about the service, right? You wanted to yeah. write the books that weren't there for you because you get yes. it on a deep level and you knew yes. you needed. And I yes. think the best businesses in the world are created out of solving our own problem and then realizing that everybody else has that same problem and it serves humankind on a global level. Yeah, that's it. My my mission in life, Carrie, is really to create an army of healers to go out there and save the planet. You know, um, and whether I'm training sensitive psychics, whether I'm teaching Reiki or energy medicine, um, so many people right now are waking up to this idea that they're they're feeling they're calling to be a healer. They're waking up to the idea that that they're an empath, they're sensitive. They're we do things now that pop our psychic abilities wide open. We do yoga, Reiki, and meditation. These I call those the trifecta, the mm -hmm. three things that open our our. So our intuitive and our psychic abilities, 
And back in the day, you know, you had to climb the mountain in Tibet and not hammer on the door of the monastery. And maybe they would let you in and teach you yoga, Reiki, and meditation, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe they wouldn't. Yeah. And now it's available on every street corner. Thank, thank goodness, you know, it's it's beautiful that it is. And as we engage in those things, if you have latent psychic ability, if you are an empath, if you have the soul of a healer, those activities can pop us open and then it can be scary, you know, like then you're where I was like, what's happening? Why am I feeling everything? Why am I seeing things? Why, why do I have this knowing of things that are going on and what do I do about it? So I can harness that and help other people. And that's sort of where I come in. The work that I do is to help those people who are budding um, or opening or blossoming open with those abilities, learn how to really get a handle on them so they can be of service. I love that. And your new book, Awakening Your Psychic Ability, is just that, right? You're helping people develop. Um, What makes this book so different than your other books? So my first book was called The Art of Psychic Reiki, and that was really written for Reiki practitioners who, because Reiki really opens our psychic ability. And a lot of people were like, what do I do? And they go to their Reiki teachers and and say, my psychic's opening. And their Reiki teacher's like, "We we don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Don't stop that, you know, <laughs> stop that right now. So I wanted a guide really to help people who are, found themselves in that position. And then my second book is called Energy Healing for Empaths. And I I wanted a book to talk about the empath stuff that you and I have been talking about a lot, like how how do we handle our sensitivity? Why is it a good thing? How do we set boundaries? Um, and then this book, Awakening Your Psychic Abilities, is was really the book that's about pure psychic development. Um, and what do we do when we're going through a sudden psychic opening and we need help? Or if we want to open our psychic abilities even more, um, so how do we do that? And we can do that. Anyone can do it. It's just a matter of practice. Psychic abilities like athletic, athletic ability or musical ability, everyone's got some. And even whatever you have, you still have to practice. You still have to work it and train and study and work with a teacher and a mentor and know things. And so that's what my book is really all about. I love that. That's super powerful. Um, And so this is really cool because today's the day you're releasing your book. And I'm really excited to have this show going on today. So So exciting. Everybody can get a copy of that. It's amazing, you know, how your books have all developed into really leading up to this particular series. So I'm sure you've already pre-thought that and threw in your head. And, I, you know, I love it. I'm so open to it. I've always been open to it, have a really strong intuition, some of those things that you that you mentioned. And I know people listening do as well. So just to spell and debunk this little thing for us, um, why are people afraid? Why are they afraid of it? And why shouldn't they be? Why should they not be afraid of it? Well, it's so natural. And for the most part, you're having 10 psychic experiences, intuitive experiences every day, and it's really no big deal. You know, it's that feel like, you know, when the phone rings, you you know who it is, right? Oh, that's my mom calling. How do you know that? It's because you're psychic, you know, or you have dreams sometimes that come true, or you're, you just have feelings and knowings about things, hunches that come true. Um, and so our psychic, is, we're just, as humans, we're just naturally psychic and it's very woven into our, our daily life in a very easy, non-threatening way. But we watch TV, we, we watch horror movies where the poor psychic is like tortured by demons and you know like that doesn't look like it's that much fun or we grew grew up in religions or faith communities that told us it was the devil 
you know, so we have a we have to work through a lot of fear, and, and that's one of the first things I do in my psychic development classes is have people really look at what they're afraid of. Are they? Are you afraid you're going to go crazy? That's what I was afraid of, or that other people would think you were crazy. Are you afraid if you open this up, you're going to attract bad things? You're going to see bad things, and many of us did when we were little. So most children are super psychic, but you see things that frighten you or you know things about your family that aren't cool, you know, and your parents cut that out. Stop doing that, you know? And so we shut it down. And I think we have to grapple with these fears and kind of put them to bed. And before we, you know, that some people fear that, that this gift is from the devil, that it's really evil, or, you know, they've been told that. And I've known psychic children who's you know, that I work with as adults whose parents like drag them to the church and the three priests threw holy water on them, you know, to, you know, get the the demon out of them or whatever. So oh, well. we, I know. So we have to kind of like work through some of this, this myths and misconceptions and programming that we've had that isn't really actually accurate. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really important because like you said, we all have a piece of it. I loved your analogy with the learning an instrument or athletic ability there all is there's some innate ability in there because we are we're all interconnected just like the trees you can't see it but they're all talking to each other right we're all right. we're all just that one consciousness and yeah. you know that's why i love tapping into meditation you you're really just tapping into deeper into yourself but you're actually tapping deeper into the collective of who we all are absolutely you know and i love that's a beautiful way to put it yeah. And as the creative and people who are creating, you know, when I sit down to write a song, I am, when I'm in my sheer connection mode, I'm just downloading something because I'm completely connected to that higher consciousness. And that's what we're all, that's what artists do. That's what, yeah. you know, any kind of artist, the painters or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a huge correlation between creativity and intuition. Um, they're very connected. And I think they're both really pure expressions of our soul. So your creativity is like a direct expression of your soul down here. Your intuition, our intuition is how our soul, our higher self speaks to us. It doesn't speak to you through your mind. Your mind is your least psychic thing you have. It's anti-psychic actually, because our minds are really more about logic and analysis. And we need that. I'm not saying we don't, you know, we should get rid of that. We need that. But when we're trying to do this other thing, we have to soften our, we have to let go of our analytical mind and we have to drop into our feeling mind. So it's it's the um, the right side of the brain is the intuitive side and the creative side um, and the emotional side. And it's all about symbols and creativity. And and when we drop into an alpha state, so the like a light trance meditation state, the alpha brainwave is when we are the most creative and the most intuitive. I know we've all had the experience where you're like puzzling over a problem or you're trying to write a song, let's say, or you're trying to do your taxes or something like that. And you're like, oh, I can't figure this out. And then you put it down, you go take a shower, you go take a nap, you go weed the garden, you go walk the dog, you drive somewhere. And as we relax into that alpha state, that light trance state, the inspiration is there. Like you're like, oh, Oh my God, you have this aha moment. Oh, I know what to do. I know how to solve that problem. I, that this next part of the song has come to me, right? So there's really actually, in my mind, no difference between intuition and creativity. It's all coming from this, our higher self and dropping into this side of our brain that's connected to symbols and dreams and, you know, feeling. 
Absolutely. And it's one of the tactics that I teach people, which is to get your focus, change your focus, shift your focus, which is what you did. But you also moved your body, right? So it's physiology, it's focus. You got up from your desk where you were. Maybe I run upstairs to switch the loads in the laundry room, take a shower. A lot of stuff always comes to me in the shower. Shower, It's the cleansing, right? It's something magical with the water and the negative ions. But yeah, it's, it's shifting your focus as well when you're trying not to let that monkey mind take over because we can't get down to our heart when we're stuck up here in our head, right? And that's what professional psychics do. So professional psychics like me learn how to shift our brainwave states at will so that you you know, you know can have that answer on demand. You can't be like, oh, I'm sorry, you waited three months for a session. I don't have anything right now. Like I can't make my connection. <laughs> that's not going to fly. Like we, you know, so I learned and I learned it when I was young in high school because my parents, my God bless my happy parents, took me to something called the, the Silva method. It used to be called the Silva mind control. Now it's called mm-hmm. the Silva method. And they talk about these alpha states and how to shift our, so I learned it when I, when my brain was still developing, I was still a teenager. And it was really excellent training because I I learned how to downshift at will into that alpha state so I can I can um you know receive psychic information when I need it. I love that. That's really it's still around, you know. Mind Valley has it. It's in my yeah. Mind Valley uh, course. Super good. If you need yeah. it, if you ever get a chance to do it, you should because it's super powerful stuff. Oh, I'm totally gonna do that because it's and then that's really what you're doing in meditation. That's really what you're doing on the mat in yoga. That's what I'm yeah. doing when I'm writing a song, you yep. know. And we already know how to do it because we do it every night when we go and lay in our bed. Yes. Get to that place right between the sleep and awake, that beautiful, delicious spot that you get really mad if somebody wakes you at that moment. You're not really sleeping, but it's that's the delicious alpha. So people can just kind of know what we're talking about. That state is it's yummy. Yeah. Or that state like you if you've ever been driving like you and you drive somewhere, you drive like your commute, something, a route that you drive all the time and you have that like, I don't know how I got here. Like, how did I get, like, where did the time go? Like, I just left, I'm here already. Like we will almost like lose time. We go into that flow state, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another example of this alpha state um, or super relaxed on a massage table, all those things. Um, showering, you know, some, some psychics get their best and writers like me get their best stuff in the shower. That's a well-known fact. Yeah. Um, Amen. Because it, totally. yeah, it puts you in that, in that alpha state. So one thing you can do if you want to increase your intuition or your creativity or your psychic ability is spend more time in alpha. And that's another reason why meditation works and why yoga works and why spiritual practice works, because it it puts us in that state. So spend more time in the shower, people. You're going to get your best idea. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Yeah. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a jiffy. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at dreamvision7radio.com. Hey, beautiful listeners, are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings, all you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit carryrowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. 
Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Are you ready to consistently be in the flow of success? Build an abundant business, easily find your right clients, and feel good inviting them into your community to do business with you? If your answer is yes, then you want to listen to Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Business Success with Human Design is a podcast designed to help you peel back the layers of who you've been taught to be and how you've been told to do business, moving you from overwhelm to a business model that aligns with your authentic self and feels right for you. Come and explore Human Design for Business with Nancy. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Look for the Good. We're here with Lisa Campion. She's talking about her new book. We're talking about some incredible ways to really ignite your creativity, your intuition. And Lisa, welcome back. Can you share with my listeners? I know they would love to hear this. Just give them a few tips on what they can do every day as they're walking around their house to really kind of spark that creativity or their intuition if they want more of that. Yeah, I think one of the first things to do, Carrie, is I start something that I call the psychic journal. And I just get, you know, a 99 cent composition book and I write psychic journal on it. And you want to start recording your psychic experiences. So if you remember your dreams, record them. If you remember, if you have those moments of insight, write them down because there's something about our psychic um, information, our intuitive information that's so ephemeral. Like it seems like such a big deal when it happens. And then like literally five minutes later, you forget about it. You know, it's kind of like a dream. Like it's such a mm-hmm. thing in the morning and you're like, I'm never going to forget that dream. And then by the time you have coffee, it's gone, you know? So when we start recording them in a journal, first of all, you're going to be amazed by understanding how psychic you already are. It's going to give you a lot of positive reinforcement. Plus whatever we pay attention to tends to increase anyway. So if you pull cards, if you have Oracle cards, put them in there. If you have hunches or nudges or first impressions about people, drop them in there. Um, If you are a person that's tuned into signs and omens, that's going to really help. 
um, record it all in there. Um, and that and tip number two would be go get a card deck, go get an oracle card deck, or an angel card deck, or tarot card deck, or get runes, or get a, you know the I Ching, some kind of divination tool because. Our guidance, our guides, spirit guides use these divination tools as a bridge when we're learning. They're a bit like training wheels, you know, so they can really help us um, tune into like if you like, let's say you really want to talk to some angels, you buy an angel card deck. And when you pull an angel card, the angels are going to use those cards as a way to speak to you directly. And I think when we're learning, having something tangible that we can put our hands on that makes sense to us can give us a lot of confidence and confirmation in what we're doing. So, um, so really my, and then paying attention is super important because sometimes we have, we, our mind has, we've been trained to not pay attention to what's going on in your body, what's going on in your feelings and what's going on in your gut. And those three things, those are the three most powerful and reliable psychic senses. Your body always knows what's real. It always knows what's going on. You have to be in it and you have to pay attention, you know? Um, and also your feeling sense, like you're going to know, like I have a good feeling or a bad feeling about something or what emotions come up with you um, around when in a certain situation. And then that knowing, that knowing is really geared to your safety and it's never wrong. It's very good at reading people. Um, having that first impression. So if, those, if you're paying attention to those things and they all agree, that's something you want to take really, really seriously. I love that. That's really powerful because it's tangible, right? And I think mm. what happens is we spend so much time, you know, trying to get away from our feelings or push them down or pretend they're yeah. not there. You know, we live in this world that's so externally focused, right? We've got our phones, we've got our car, we've got everything outside of us. You know, when they get more, have more, need, 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 all that stuff is always pulling on us. And so to take that energy back and and look inside and and I love those tips because it really will get people more in tune with their body, what's going on, um, yeah. you know, and getting answers. And I always like to tell people, you know, the better questions that you can ask yourself, the better an answer is that comes out, right? Because when you I ask yourself that. a question, right, you have to always but it's about the questions you ask and asking yourself good questions about things, you know, and, and phrasing them in such a way to get a good answer. Yeah. Perfect. That's a great, a great tip. And, um, and I think again, like when, when we ask them, when you ask yourself a question, pay attention to what happens around you, you know, are you here grandma? Right. And then the cardinal <laughs> flies and lands on your finger or something, you know, the dragonflies <laughs> land on you and you're like, but give me a sign. And, you know, you know, lightning strikes your tree in your backyard and you're like, you know, so we kind of have to like pay attention to those signs and omens that are happening around us because they're we're getting constant feedback from the world in terms of signs, omens, and synchronicities that can give us confirmation, deep, deep, deep confirmation about those, yeah, those um deeper experiences that we're having. And then I love the idea of the journal because what you're saying is so true. And as you were saying that, I just remembered some crazy. I asked for a sign, and my my animal is a hawk, is my spirit animal. And this hawk literally left, asked, forgot about it, left the house, went walking up the hill, and this hawk came flying down, right, and like swooped me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got the sign, right? Like, yeah. you know, but then we go on our merry day, you know, and, and mm -hmm. forget about those things. So I love capturing that because you can then go and back and look at those and say, wow, yes. I really do. I can trust myself more, you know? Yep. Yeah, the journal's really key. So I think that's, and, and when we co collect all of those things in one place, you're, you're, you're going to be amazed by how psychic you already are. I promise. 
That's really cool. I love that tip for everybody listening. I know they're going to love that as well. Um, so, and, and that's the thing, you know, is being able to trust what we feel because sometimes we brush it away. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, no. You know, that, no, that can't be right. Or, yeah. You exactly. know, and especially your mind or mind, like I said, really gets in the way. So let's go back to that example of meeting somebody, you meet them, you shake your hand and you're inside your body, you get this queasy, greasy feeling and you're, you're, emotions are like, Wah! and your knowing is like, don't trust that person. Right. And then your mind's like, what do you mean? Don't trust that person. What that's so mean. Everybody else likes that person. What's wrong with you? Like, you know, our, our mind can really jump in and, and negate um, this deep knowing that we have. So we have to really um, learn how to put a little more, I always say you have to know, pay attention and then you have to act on your hits all the time, mm-hmm. but enough. Cause if you get the hits and you don't act on them, they t- they'll shut down. That's really interesting. You know, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think what I've found sometimes as you start to get into this work is you realize that um, sometimes if you're an anxious person or you can have these anxious thoughts, you know, how to tell the difference between something that's a real intuitive hit and your mind just doing that worried, anxious thing, especially when it comes to your children. Yeah. So if you're triggered, it's not a hit. If you're triggered, if you're reactive, if you're, you know, um, so anxiety is almost never a psychic hit, you know, and a lot of times really big psychic information will come in in a curiously neutral feeling, even if it's about something you think you could be nervous about, you know, it's quiet. It doesn't have a big emotional charge. Um, if it's got a big and emotional charge, it's a reactive feeling. It's a reactive experience. It's arising out of our unprocessed trauma, our own inner neuroses, you know, it's not, it's not psychic. Psychic yeah. things are calm and neutral. Calm and neutral. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. So when you're in your, like you said, in the alpha, you're, you're trying to get yourself in that other state yeah. of mind so that you can receive. Otherwise it's probably just your mind, you know, playing that little yeah. with you, which is what it does best. And that's it does best. It's so good at that <laughs> monkey mind. And that's why it's so much e- easier to get information for other people. So I could get really accurate information about your kids but mine no way because as soon as I started thinking about my kids I'm tr- I'm like what? I'm triggered and all upset and everything and that's why it's it's easier to read for other people than it is for ourselves yeah that's really really interesting and isn't it always that way we're great at giving advice to other people <laughs> sure because as soon as we're triggered we've lost our connection yeah we, we've lost that neutral you mentioned neutral yeah. we've lost that that space of being neutral well, this is so amazing. I don't want it to end. So tell us again where we can find your amazing courses. And as you know, I finished my Reiki training with you and it was one of the best things I ever did. I use it every day. Um, where can they find out more about you, Lisa? Um, LisaCampion.com is my website. It's got all the things there. If you want to get my book, you can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or please buy it from your local booksellers. We always want to support our local booksellers. They're, yes. they're, so they don't become a dying breed, right? I know. Um, yeah, so support your local bookstore, but you can find me, lisacampion.com, and I hope you stop by and visit. I have a lot of free resources for empaths and psychics and, and intuitives. So if you need more help, I got you. That's awesome. Yeah, your website's great, filled with tons of resources. Been on there quite a few times. So everybody visit her site, and thank you so much for tuning in. And before we sign off today, I just want to leave with a message. Have you ever wondered if you're psychic? Have people told you that you're intuitive? If so, you may be psychically gifted. And Lisa Campion's new book, Awakening Your Psychic Ability, a practical guide to develop your intuition, demystify the spiritual world, and open your psychic senses will guide you to develop your special gifts. 
Lisa is a true expert, as you can see today, with over 25 years of experience as a psychic counselor, and her transformative guide will help you understand, develop, and strengthen your psychic ability so you can harness your power to enhance your life and the lives of others around you. So get your copy today, guys. It's a very exciting day on May 1st when she launches her book at lisacampion.com. And thanks for tuning in. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks for tuning in to Look for the Good with your host, Carrie Rowan, best-selling author and mindset coach. Join us every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. right here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. If you weren't able to catch an episode, no worries. Just visit our website to find all the archived episodes of Look for the Good on Demand so you don't miss a thing. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. For additional resources or to find out about how you can work with Carrie directly, visit CarrieRowan.com for more details. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.